No Braves player was on the microscope under the microscope more in 2022 than Matt Olson with the job of filling the shoes of franchise legend and icon Freddie Freeman. Certainly, there are a lot of opinions on Matt Olson's first season, where for the most part, at the end, he got things done and was exactly the player that the Braves traded for. But certainly, there is some room for improvement going forward. We'll review Matt Olson's season, talk about the good, the bad, and what to expect going forward, and reevaluate that trade that Alex Anthopoulos made for the first base slugger. All that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So, let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shorts.ball and check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you are new. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell on the video as it does Help support the show a ton when you do that. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We'll continue to post episodes daily throughout the offseason. So even though the Braves postseason run came up a little bit short, we'll still be here with you uh, throughout the rest of October and through the offseason as well as the Braves look to rebound and try to win another World Series in 2023. But on today's episode, we're going to start with our first player review from 2022, looking at the season of Matt Olson. I think he, to me, was one of the most uh, interesting players to watch this year with just the shoes that he had to fill and the role that he needed to play in the middle of the lineup, what the Braves gave up for him. I think he was one of the more fascinating players to kind of watch through the 2022 season. And ultimately, I thought he did a good job, and we'll obviously get into that. But I want to dive into the numbers, you know, the circumstances, and then also uh, give you my final thoughts on was it a good season for Matt Olson and what to expect from him going forward. But certainly, let's go back to the offseason because, you know, that's where it all started, obviously, for Matt Olson. The season ended for the Braves last year, and they were without a first baseman. For the first time in a long time, Freddie Freeman was not under contract for the Atlanta Braves. And the OB lockout happened on December 2nd, started on December 2nd and did not end until March the 10th. And obviously the season, you know, was rapidly approaching and the Braves needed a first baseman. And we talked about this on here all last offseason. It had to either be Freddie Freeman or Matt Olson. Those were really the only two options in my mind. You weren't going to get Freddie Freeman. Then you knew Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves had to pivot and go get Matt Olson. And Four days after the lockout ended, that's exactly what happened. Alex Anthopoulos saw the writing on the wall with Freddie Freeman and his agents, and he pivoted and went and got Matt Olson. And the Braves gave up a pretty good package for him. Shea Langoliers, Christian Pache, Ryan Cusick, and Joey Estes. And before we go any further, I just kind of want to reevaluate that trade real quickly because I thought it was a high price, a pretty big price for uh, Matt Olson. But 
you look at Pache, and I'm rooting so hard for that kid. I really want him to figure it out. I think he's a a great human being. But A's gave him a really long look this year, and he slashed 166, 218, 241, and 91 games. Obviously played great center field defense. That's never going to be a question with Pache, but certainly he's got to hit a little bit better. Uh, he did decent at AAA, 248, 298. 248, 298, 389, and 41 games with the A's AAA affiliate. So hopefully Pache can get the bat going. Still obviously a young kid, and with that defense, he's going to play. But certainly was not a great year for Pache at the big league level. Shea Langoliers was great at the AAA level, and he was obviously the one guy in that trade that I really hated to lose because I thought he was going to be the future catcher of the Braves. William Contreras has made me feel much better about that. Langlaire's had a great year at AAA for Oakland slash 283, 366, 510 with 19 home runs in 92 games. And then he got called up. He slashed 218, 261, 430 with 60 with six home runs in 40 games at the big league level. Ryan Cusick, former first round draft pick, had a 702 ERA and a 2.024 whip in 12 games for at double A for the A's. 43 strikeouts, 41 innings, and 30 walks. Currently pitching in the Arizona Fall League right now. And then Joey Estes, an arm that I really liked. Um, he had a 4.55 ERA and a 1.27 whip with 92 strikeouts and 91 innings, 30 walks, and 20 games started for the A's high A affiliate. So, again, nothing really so far that's hurting the Braves in terms of that trade. I still, still think Langoliers is going to be a, you know, a good catcher for a long time at the big league level. But, again, if Contreras ends up being as good as he was in 2022. I think that lessens the blow there. I do think either Estes, Estes or Cusick could be a solid pitcher. I don't think any of them are going to be top of the rotation. I think Cusick ultimately ends up in the bullpen. I said that even before the trade. Um, but I think Langoliers is the one to watch there. Uh, I think that's going to be the biggest piece of that trade. But a day later, after the trade is made, the Braves signed Matt Olson to an eight-year deal, $168 million, the biggest deal in franchise history at the time. So right off the bat, the Brave, Matt Olson has big shoes to fill and a, a franchise icon and Freddie Freeman, a big contract to live up to. There had to be a lot of stress going into this season for Matt Olson. And to his credit, he came out of the gates just on fire. I mean, he was the best bat in April, the most consistent bat in the first month of the season when really nobody else had gotten it going. He slashed 293, 398, 476 in the month of April, 15 walks to 22 strikeouts. And he's going to get those strikeouts, unfortunately, but he will also take his walks as well. Only two home runs in April. You know, we talked a lot then about the balls not flying as much. A lot of the balls dying at the warning track was racking up a ton of doubles, but just two home runs in April. After April, though, he was really kind of more of a 240, 320, 475 player the rest of the way. You know, really just kind of good, not great necessarily. He did hit nine home runs in July, his biggest total that he had. Um, and then September was just a brutal stretch for Matt Olson. Slashed 169, 265, 326 with 11 walks and 32 strikeouts in the month of September and had an 0 for 22 stretch in there as well. He sat for the first time all year on September 24th. And look, maybe it's something you have to look into. It's kind of hard for me to believe that 
you know, just taking a day off really rejuvenated him as much as it did. But the results were there after he set on September 24th. He was 13 for 37 the rest of the way. That's a 351 average with six home runs in the last 10 games and hits in nine of the last 10 regular season games he played. And then he was the Braves' best hitter in the postseason as well. He was four for 12 with two homers, four runs, five runs batted in, five walks, and four strikeouts. So finished the season really strong, was great in the postseason. Certainly love to see that, but I think it's something to definitely keep an eye on next year. Do they give him some more time off do they give him some more days off try to keep him fresh down the stretch i think you have to look into that with the way the season ended for riley with the way it ended with swanson and olsen i think that's something you certainly have to consider so those guys don't tire out down the stretch um i hate to throw a bunch of numbers at you just listening but i do want to throw the season numbers at you he hit 240 248 expected batting average 325 on base 477 slug he had a 467 expected slugging and 802 ops i'll take that you know if an ops around 800 i would love to see it you know a little bit higher um, but obviously you know would love any ops over 800 34 home runs a career high 44 doubles like i said he was racking up those doubles especially earlier in the year where the balls just seemed to be dying whether it was the weather or a new change in the baseball whatever it was uh, he racked up the doubles 86 runs scored 103 runs batted in again he gave you exactly what the braves traded for 75 walks a 10.7 walk percent or walk rate you know obviously the best on the braves team in terms of walks we don't necessarily say it's great overall 170 strikeouts a 24.3 k percentage not great 3.1 war that is solid would love to see that be more around four a 120 WRC plus league average is 100, so well above average there. 274 batting average on balls in play, you know that's pretty on par. That's pretty average there. 50.9% hard hit rate, and that's really good. And then an average exit velocity of 92.9%, that's really good as well. He hit the ball really hard when he put the ball in play, and evident by all the extra base hits that he got. You look at defensive numbers, had five defensive run saves, 0.4 at UZR, two outs above average, and had a defensive rating of negative 9.8, negative 9.4, which, you know, defensive rating for first baseman, there's only one first baseman that had a positive defensive rating. So don't look into that too much. He was eighth best overall defensively among first baseman and the fourth best in the national league and you know he was in he's a or he is a finalist at first base in the national league for gold gloves so whether you think he's deserving of that or not certainly uh, wasn't a terrible defensive player in 2022 so that's just kind of how the season played out what the numbers looked like next i want to give you my thoughts on how i thought the season went for matt olson and what we can look forward to in the years to come BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-date minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. You got NHL as well. Look, you got to fill the void. Somehow in the offseason, I had an NHL game up tonight. So tons of sports action still 
going on as we get ready. Obviously, World Series still coming up, but as we get, go into the, the offseason trying to find other ways to get our sports fixed, head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So we talked about the overall numbers for Matt Olson, kind of how the year played out, the circumstances coming in. My final thoughts on Matt Olson are he's exactly what we should have expected when we traded for Matt Olson or when the Braves traded for Matt Olson. He he brought the power, 78 extra base hits. He brought the power. He brought the run production, over 100 runs batted in. That's exactly what you want from Matt Olson. He started the year in the in the two-hole and I get why, because of the on-base, because he took his walks. But when he moved him down into the three-four hole, he really just became that run producer that I think the Braves needed there. And you know, again, he became that guy that that you thought he could be. Um, you know, driving in runs, getting the home runs, doubles—exactly what you thought you'd get from a slugger like Matt Olson. Great discipline for the most part. Look, I thought he kind of got away from it there in the middle of the season was really good early, was really good late. And throughout, I think there definitely were some signs of some good plate discipline. Uh, led the team in walks by a pretty good margin. And then I thought he played solid defense. Um, I don't know that it's gold glove worthy, but obviously I thought he played solid there. The numbers kind of back that up. I think the problem comes for for Braves fans and me, you know, myself included in that, is I think he was probably unfairly compared to his predecessor, and he didn't hit for average like Freddie Freeman is going to. Not a great base runner. And while Freddie Freeman may not be fast, he certainly was lauded because he's a a good base runner, a smart base runner. Matt Olson is not that. So, look, you can compare them, and he's they're always going to be compared. Those two guys are always going to be compared, but they're different players in that way uh, Matt Olson's he's swinging for the fence he's going for the doubles he's going for the home runs Freddie Freeman's gonna gonna choke up and he's gonna punch a ball over shortstop or the other way to get a hit and pick up a single Matt Olson just didn't get those hits uh, he was swinging for the extra base hits and that's what the Braves wanted from him that's what the Braves got from him so again that's why I say he gave the Braves exactly what they traded for I think exactly what they wanted from Matt Olson, but if you go down the road of trying to compare him to Freddie Freeman, then that's where maybe you feel like there's more left to be desired. And I think Matt Olson would even say it, you know, it wasn't necessarily his best season overall. Certainly, you don't like the lulls, the big slumps in there, but in the end, you look at the numbers. And I think, you know, if you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I probably would have been a little bummed with the average being down that much, but again. 78 extra base hits, over 100 runs batted in, over 30 home runs. You know, just give me those numbers and 800 OPS. I would have taken that all day long at the beginning of the year. Some things I didn't like about Matt Olson, and I kind of touched on these already, would like to see the more singles. I'd like to see him choke up, you know, when you need to put the ball in play and just get that single and take the ball the other way, as we saw him do in, in April where, you know, he wasn't getting the home runs, but he was spraying the ball all over the field. Fewer strikeouts. That's where he really took a big step back in 2022 and 2021 had much better plate discipline and put the ball in play a lot more, just a 16, 8% strikeout rate in 2021. 
fell back to a 24.3% strikeout rate in 2022. So I'd like to see that come down a little bit more going forward. And from the eye test, I thought the defense was underwhelming based on what I was expecting. You know, I was expecting a gold glove level defender. I don't think the Braves got that. I know he's a finalist and maybe some of the numbers point towards him earning that, deserving that. But just my eye test, what I saw, I was a little underwhelmed with the defense. Not that I thought he was bad. I didn't think he was bad defensively by any means, but it wasn't spectacular. You know, I didn't necessarily see a lot of spectacular plays from Matt Olson. I will say this. I thought he was a lot better in the second half defensively than he was in the first half. In the first half, you know, for whatever reason, you know, learning where his second baseman's playing and he had to deal with, you know, several different second basemen throughout the year, you know, playing in the different alignments and shifts that the Braves had him playing in. Perhaps that had something to do with it, but particularly in the first half, I didn't think he was great defensively. In the second half, I thought he was much better. And there's one thing in particular I saw from him that I would love to see him work on is when he's holding a runner on and he comes off the bag, he's on the infield grass and anything hit to his left or right, he can't react to in time to get to it. And there's just so many balls that were hit towards him. And he was playing so far in after holding on the runner that he just couldn't get to those baseballs and too many balls were able to get through very easily on that right side. So we'd love to see that adjustment be made. But, you know, for the most part, did a great job scooping over there at first base. And he made some good plays. You know, he has that long frame, so he is able to get to some of those balls, not necessarily the speed side to side that you would want. But, again, I'm not saying he was bad defensively. Just from an expectation level of a guy who's won a gold glove, I was expecting a little bit more defensively so again not really a lot that I didn't like again I think I got what I expected from Matt Olson this year but I think there's certainly room for improvement um, but overall I thought he was great again he gave you the power he gave you the run production he gave you good solid defense uh, even if it wasn't to the gold level level that I was expecting but overall I thought it was a great year for Matt Olson his first year with the Braves and you look at going forward now Again, this guy had big shoes to fill. I think I don't think you can understate, you know, understate that enough. The shoes he was trying to fill at first base and trying to grow into that role, you know, a new league that he's having to adjust to a, a new fan base and a clubhouse that he's trying to win over. You know, I got to think that played into his season a little bit and maybe some of the struggles that he was having, but now that he has that behind him, I'm expecting big things from Matt Olson in 2023 and going forward. And as I've said, I think he'll be the biggest beneficiary of the shift going away. You're going to get a lot more of those singles now. There's a lot of balls he crushed to the right side that were caught because of the shift. I think you're going to see a lot more hits from him. Would love to see that average be up more towards, you know, 260. You know, 260 and a 340. 350 on base percentage with all the walks that he takes, you know, a slugging more around 500. The slug numbers were fine. I mean, if he, if he wants to push for 80 extra base hits again, I'd be more than happy with that. But I would, would love to see that average on base go up just a little bit, you know, 260, 350 in that range. And certainly would be, you know, even more happy with that season from Matt Olson. And that's pretty much what I'm expecting from him going forward but overall thought it was a good first year for Matt Olson 
in Atlanta. But if you're watching live, let me know in the comments. I'm going to get to that uh, next and talk a little bit about uh, week coming up. Currently, the postseason is on hold. Got a big break this week as we gear up for the postseason. Let me know in the comments who you think's going to win between the Astros and the Phillies. Who do you want to win? Who are some players, coaches that you're rooting for this postseason? Let me know in the comment section down below. I personally, I'm going for the Astros. I know a lot of people may not like that. I'm kind of over the cheating thing at this point, and I just really don't like the Phillies but more so than that I want to see Dusty Baker get that ring uh you know I love Dusty Baker certainly am excited for him and want to see him finally get that ring that he deserves um but let me know in the comments who you're rooting for uh quickly I just want to check some of the comments online those watching with me and I appreciate everybody who's joining live um you know if you want to join live throughout the year I'm going to do do this for most podcasts throughout the throughout the offseason so be on the lookout for that when i go live um got a lot of people in here uh, still asking about who's going to be the braves new left field dh uh, we'll talk about that more in, a, in another episode or so um, we'll preview who the braves could be targeting for that last uh, for that left field job but this comment comes from Chris Chaffee, a good listener on the podcast, always had some great questions on our mailbag episode. He said, Olsen did a solid job. Next year, he's going to have an MVP year. He really shined when he when it counted during the series uh, and when we swept the Mets. Um, uh, you know, a MVP year, I'm all for that. Like I said, I'm certainly expecting big things for Matt Olsen next year. Um, Want to take a couple of more here. Um a lot of people talking about Jock Peterson as well. It seems to be one of the bigger names this offseason. Uh, this one from Joe Mee says, Olsen will benefit from the shift ban more than any other Brave. He will get 25-plus hits extra uh, next year that were outs this season. I agree. I don't know exactly the number of hits. It be interesting to go back and see some of those balls that were hit hard to the right side. Uh, they got caught by the shift, but I definitely would not be surprised to see his average jump at least 10 more points just based on the shift going away. Whether you like it or not, I think it is going to be a big benefit to Matt Olson. And I do agree uh, with Joe. I think Matt Olson will be the biggest beneficiary of that for the Atlanta Braves. A um, couple more here. Uh, still got a lot of Jock Peterson conversation going on. Ben Attendee. I uh, certainly like the Ben Attendee idea. I need to look into that a little bit more. Um, let's see this comment from... Uh, great C-145. I more compare him to the prospects we gave to Oakland for him rather than Freddie Freeman, which I think is a good way to do this. They did nothing this year. We got a really solid first baseman for the swap. Yeah, look, if you're, you know, you're trying to judge that deal and grade that deal right now, I think the Braves are definitely the clear winner. You got a great season from Matt Olson, an 800 OPS season, and the A's really haven't gotten much out of of anything out of the prospects they gave up so far. I do think, you know, Langoliers will be a good catcher. Pache, you know, just hasn't really got going with the bat. And Cusick and Estes, I think, both took a step back um, with their prospect status. Uh, James Saunders says, Sanders says Matt Olson looks a bit clumsy sometimes. I would agree with that. Obviously, anybody, you know, that tall, maybe a little bit lanky. I think they can look a little bit clumsy at times. Maybe that's why he doesn't look as great defensively. But, again, the numbers um, – tend to be there 
Another one from Joe Me said, I too expected Molt, uh, Matt to be better on D. I think him relaxing is going to improve his D next season. Like I said, I think even during the 2022 season, he improved a lot uh, and got even better as the season went on. Uh, this one from Miguel Arica said, sorry, but Freeman is on another level. Olsen is so far for replacing Freeman. He's not that guy. He fits better than number six spot. I don't. I don't agree with that, Miguel. I think they're two different players. I do think I do think Freddie Freeman is better, and I said that last offseason. I think Freddie Freeman will be the better player for you know maybe the next two years. Where it becomes a difference is again, Matt Olson. He'll play next year. It's still age twenty nine. He's still in his twenties. You know he's going to be better. You would expect throughout the duration of this contract, where you expect Freddie Freeman uh, to be on a decline. Um, James says Freeman. Uh, Hall of Fame player Olsen was the best that he could be had. I agree with that. Look, and I've said that. I think Freddie Freeman could ultimately end up being a Hall of Fame player. I think he's certainly on that path. Another great year in 2022. You know, he puts up three, four more seasons like this. I think he's definitely in consideration for the Hall of Fame. But like I said, it had to be either Freeman or Olsen. Alex kind of felt like Freeman thing wasn't going to work out. He had to pivot for it was too late. Went with Olsen the best that was available outside of Freddie Freeman. And again, I think Olsen delivered on what you uh, could expect from him. Can't compare him. Uh, this one from great C 145 again says can't compare Matt Olsen to a batting champ in his first year. Freddie is at his peak now. Yeah. Again, like I said, I even said this you know, last off season again, I think Freddie Freeman will be a better player for these next couple of years, but when Freddie hits his mid thirties and Matt Olsen's just coming into his thirties, that's where you know you hope the Braves get the benefit of that deal. I uh, got some World Series picks here. William Fulgham says Astros will win it. Uh, Matthew Anderson says Astros. They got Snit's kid on the staff. That's a great point. I forgot about that. Uh, Snicker's son with the Astros organization. Great C145 says, hate to say it, but I'm pulling for Bryce Harper. Oh, how could you say it? Uh, James Saunders, Astros are cheating again. Uh, Lance, Dusty deserves a win. I hate the Phillies way too much. And on top of that, they beat us. So no way I root for them. Joe me, um, Matt hits fourth unless Ronnie hits third. He should always hit behind Riley. I'd love to see us to Harris, Swanson, Acuna, Riley, and Olsen be our one through five next season. I like that. Look, I get why Acuna's in the leadoff spot, and he's done a great job there. And I don't think, you know, Snickers going to mess with that. But I do like the idea of hitting Acuna third. If Harris could handle the leadoff spot, and he hits like he did in 2022. I think that's the perfect spot for him. And obviously, if Swanson's back, you know, I think he can handle that two hole. Um, or you go Harris, Acuna, Olsen, Riley, Swanson. Either way, you know, I think those top five would be really, really great, however you line it up. But I kind of like the idea of putting Ronnie in that that two or three hole and putting Harris at the top. Um James Saunders says, I hate the, the Mets. Phillies are okay. I hope they win. Um, Mets fans are going to be so mad if the Phillies win, certainly for sure. Um, and then I'll, I'll take this last comment here um, from Rajesh Kumar. It says, Olsen underperformed this year compared to expectations. Last season, his war was 5.8. This season was 3.4. Um, for sure. Look, I think by his standards, obviously, you know, he was hoping for a better season. I think there's room for improvement. A five-win season is, you know, getting close to MVP level, and he certainly wasn't that this year. But again, 
for what the Braves needed and what they traded for. I think he gave the Braves, you know, exactly that in terms of run production and power. He certainly delivered there. But again, like I started out saying at the top, I think there certainly is some room for improvement. I think the shift will help with that. I think another year just getting comfortable in Atlanta and a new league, I think helps a lot. And I'm expecting big things for Matt Olson in 2023. But that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thank you all for joining me here live. If you want to join me live, again, be on the lookout for my tweet. I'll do this between about 8 and 10 p.m. Central uh, throughout the week during the offseason if you want to join us. But thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Go make your second listen, Lockdown MLB podcast, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective, talking about the biggest stories from around the league. Go give our guys over at Locked On Astros and our guys in Locked On Phillies a boost as well as they get ready for the World Series. Again, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. That's where you'll get that notification wherever I am going to go live during the offseason. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. I'll retweet it there as well and send in any questions or comments that you have for our upcoming mailbag episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 